You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Countdown continues to opening day 2017, less than one week away. Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter, joining us here on this Tuesday, March 28th. Adam, we thank you as always for the time and never like to start off a podcast on a down note, but uh, this situation with Jung Ho Gong looking pretty dire. Uh, what is the latest on that? It certainly seems like there's a, a, a very distinct possibility that he's not going to make it even into the country. Forget about playing baseball. Yeah, reports out of South Korea indicate that uh, Jung Ho Gong was denied uh, a work visa due to the uh, suspended eight-month sentence uh, in jail he received uh, following his third DUI arrest since 2009. Uh, that sentence was suspended for two years, but it's still on the record. And, uh, you know, all the reports out of Korea basically indicate that uh, that is what's keeping him from, uh, you know, being granted a work visa, which would allow him into the country uh, to play for the Pirates, uh, with that being uh, denied. Uh, his only hope really is an appeal, uh, which is supposed to or reportedly supposed to go through and be heard around mid-April. Uh, that would lower that sentence into a court fine. Uh, and I guess theoretically it would, it would be more likely that he would obtain that visa if he has a fine and not an, uh, an arrest and a jail sentence on his record. So uh, that is basically the Pirates' uh, best chance to get Jung Ho Gung in the country and on their roster. But uh, for now, they're going to move forward without him. Uh, the the complications with that basically leaves no timeline on when he would be here, and then whenever he does get here, he would have to get in baseball shape. Uh, so you know, the Pirates are kind of focused on who they have, and right now and for the foreseeable future, they don't have Jung Ho Gong. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a, a very odd situation, a very you know a sad situation, uh, given his, his legal problems and the fact that he may not play baseball at all, uh, at least for the Pirates in uh, 2017. Adam, when you when you talk to Deal Huntington, you know, is the again, I, I don't know if you get a feel for what his, his thinking is, what his attitude is. I mean, is he kind of starting to resign himself to the fact that he's not going to have this guy for the season? Or is he still somewhat optimistic that at some point something is going to get worked out? Yeah, I wouldn't say they're quite too resigned to not having him all season yet. I mean, you know, it's, it clearly went through their thinking throughout the offseason with what they did even as far back as last year when they signed David Fries to the two-year extension, you know, preparing for, uh, you know, the possibility that he might not be around or that he might be, uh, you know, off the field for a significant period of time. I think they are still hopeful that they'll get something worked out. Keep in mind this guy's under contract through 2019, uh, so it's not simply a matter of this year. Uh, and now he is currently on the restricted list, uh, so he doesn't count against their 40-man roster, but they still retain his rights and his, his contract. So, yeah, I mean, they're really just focused on the guys that they do have. They have, uh, you know, some decent alternatives and the experienced options and David Freeze, uh, you know, and a, a guy like uh, Phil Goslin, uh, pretty interesting utility players, and Adam Frazier and Alan Hansen. But the tough part is going to be replacing Gong's bat in their lineup. This is a guy with 30 homer potential, uh, you know, a, a really good protector for Andrew McCutcheon and Gregory Polanco, guys like that. So, I think if they're going to miss him, it would be more in the lineup than in the field. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. And of, of the guys you mentioned, uh, you know, Phil Goslin and David Freeze among them, uh, who could Gong's absence benefit the most simply in terms of getting more playing time? I actually think in an interesting way it could benefit Adam Frazier. Uh, we've seen it the last couple of days, uh, specifically on, on Monday night. 
here at Lecom Park. The Pirates actually bounced Josh Harrison over from second to third base and gave him a start there and put Frazier uh, at second base leading off, which is where he's been in every single spring training appearance so far, Frazier in the leadoff spot. Uh, so it could benefit him. You know, they could sort of reintroduce Josh Harrison as a, a super utility, everyday type player. Uh, David Freeze is going to get the lion's share of playing time at third, you would imagine, just based on his experience and some of the success that he had last year, especially early. Uh, but I think they're going to be cognizant of not wearing him down, uh, which may have been the case given how frequently he played at the beginning of last season uh, while Jung Ho Gung was rehabbing his knee. Um, they, you know, I think Alan Hansen and Phil Gosselin could benefit uh, simply with a roster spot. Both of them, you know, they'd be right now sort of competing for a, uh, you know, the, the same utility type spot. But if they have an extra bench spot to play with, you know, maybe one of those two uh, makes it where they wouldn't have earlier. So, uh, you know, it, it sort of it trickles down into the rest of the bench and even into one guy who might have began the season in AAA. Uh, you know, from the Pirates' perspective, they have people to cover it. They have qualified players to especially play defense there it's just they don't really have the offensive potential even combined that Jung Hogan does yeah that, that's going to be the tough part uh, as you mentioned but nonetheless it is going to open up a lot of opportunity for a lot of different guys and uh, maybe some mixing and matching is in store uh, for Clint Hurdle mm -hmm. with his uh, second base and third base spots uh, throughout the duration of the season as we all await uh, some sort of resolution uh, to this situation regarding uh, Jung Hogan uh, Adam, moving on here uh, a little bit, it seems like uh, Gregory Polanco, after simply uh, crushing the ball uh, all throughout the World Baseball Classic, he's a little dinged up right now. What's the latest on him? Yeah, he's dealing with some soreness in his left shoulder. Uh, that was something that came about after a throw uh, down at Fort Myers against the Red Sox on Thursday. Uh, he has not played since. Uh, we haven't seen him throwing, uh, and that may not happen until a little bit closer to opening day when he can test that out. So, uh, you know, right now that would leave an opening in left field and another pretty big opening in the lineup for however long he's down. Uh, Neil Huntington has still left open the possibility that he could be ready for opening day. Uh, and it's another thing we've talked about. They open in an American League ballpark. This is something that bothers him when he throws. Theoretically, he could be, you know, a designated hitter type if his shoulder is well enough to hit. Uh, but we'll, we'll see where that goes. But at this point, he's out of the lineup and, and not throwing. And, you know, they would obviously like a solution or a resolution uh, to that by opening day. That said, the fact that the disabled list is now 10 days uh, minimum instead of 15 gives them a little flexibility to put him on the DL to start the season if need be so he can be healthy and ready to go, uh, you know, within the first 10 days of the season. They don't lose him for half a month. They lose him for a third of a month if that were to be the case. Yeah, I know the teams have uh, mixed feelings, uh, so to speak, about uh, interleague play. But in terms of uh, the timing of an interleague series for the Pirates, it cannot be better timing because, as you said, if need be, uh, Polanco, who just has crushed the ball all spring and in the World Baseball Classic in particular, could DH uh, if the Pirates need him to if that shoulder is not uh, up to par in terms of uh, playing the field. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. Adam, of course, uh, the big battle right now, as has been the big battle for the last couple of weeks in Pirates camp, has been uh, for that final, really the final two uh, rotation spots. I know that uh, one guy that was in consideration uh, for one of those spots has been dropped as he's been sent to AAA. And uh, of the guys that remain, kind of give us uh, who has the inside track on uh, just who may be number numbers four and five starters for the Pirates come opening day. You know, Neil Huntington finally dropped the inside track talk with Chad Cool uh, and said that he and confirmed what we all expected, kind of the worst-kept secret in Pirates camp, that he is in the rotation. He'll start the third game in Boston uh, behind Garrett Cole and Jamison Tyone. 
uh, before Ivan Nova, who's going to start the home opener of the fourth game of the season. Uh, that, that was pretty much a, a foregone conclusion. Most of camp, just based on the success that Chad Cool had uh, in his Major League debut last season, that leaves open the fifth uh, spot in the rotation. Uh, the guy that you mentioned that was sent down today was Stephen Brault, the left-hander. Uh, that leaves Drew Hutchison, top prospect Tyler Glasnow, and Trevor Williams competing for that final spot. Uh, it also means the Pirates are going to have an all-right-handed rotation, uh, kind of in a ballpark built for left-handed pitchers. But, you know, the goal, obviously, is to have your five best pitchers, uh, regardless of which hand they throw with. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's Hutchison, Glasnow, or Williams at this point. Huntington has left open the possibility that uh, one of the two, you know, will be in the rotation, and then or one of the three will be in the rotation, and then one of the others will uh, potentially uh, nail down a spot in the bullpen. So I think Williams is maybe the most interesting guy in that regard, uh, given his sort of ground ball tendencies and uh, simply the ceiling that Glasnow has as a starter. My gut instinct all spring has been that Drew Hutchison will, will nail down that fifth spot in the rotation. Uh, he is starting a couple of minutes here as I speak in, in Lee Tom Park. Uh, so we'll see where that takes him. The Pirates won't uh, really make a decision on their final roster until probably the morning of opening day. So we've got a couple more days to debate and deliberate this. Yeah, and uh, these guys have a couple days to chew their fingernails to the core as uh, they await the decision from uh, Clint Hurdle. Uh, I know that uh, Glasnow in particular uh, looked very good a couple of days ago. His most recent outing, I think uh, nine strikeouts. Uh, from everything you've seen in spring training up to this point, was that the most uh, eye-opening outing by a starter so far? Um, other than everything that Garrett Cole has done, probably. Uh, Garrett Cole has looked at something that I mentioned the other day. kind of gets lost in all the, the hand-wringing over the fifth starter spot in spring training competitions. You know, we get so caught up in the news and the, you know, the potential roster battles and stuff like that that we lose sight sometimes of the core. And the, you know, ultimately the, the core of the Pirates' rotation, Garrett Cole, Jamison Tyone, Ivan Nova, has looked great this spring. You could not have asked for a better spring from all three of those guys. Uh, but Glasnow has also put together a, a pretty encouraging stretch here uh, this last uh, week or 10 days or so. He's probably had his two best starts of the spring. Uh, you know, he said he had kind of an aha moment in Clearwater regarding his two-seamer and changeup. That's the kind of thing you want to hear for him as far as being more efficient, getting quicker outs, uh, you know, forcing uh, hitters to put the ball in play while still having that swing and miss type of stuff and an elite fastball. Uh, he looked good the other day, too. Pitch efficiency was more of a battle, but it, it wasn't because of a lack of control, which is an important distinction. It was more that, you know, guys were battling, putting together long at-bats. They were fouling off pitches, and he was getting into deep counts, uh, not necessarily falling behind, and then striking guys out, which takes more pitches than a, uh, you know, one or two pitch ground out. So a lot of encouraging signs from Tyler Glass now. Uh, still not clear whether he breaks camp in the rotation or in the bullpen, but uh, I think either way you have to be happy with what you've seen. Oh, no question. And I know that a, a popular uh, poll, you know, this time of year from uh, MLB experts is, you know, which team or teams is going to have uh, the best rotation. I rarely hear the Pirates uh, in that conversation. But as you said, this could be a, a real sleeper rotation, uh, given a bounce back year from Cole. Uh, Nova continuing what he did last season, uh, you know, glassed out potentially, Tyone especially, uh, really coming to the forefront. Uh, this could be a very underrated rotation heading into 2017. Adam, as we come down mm -hmm. the home stretch here, I want to get uh, your thoughts on a couple of uh, rapid-fire topics. Uh, as, as far as a guy that could really break out this year, it's, it tends to be we skew towards uh, the younger guys that maybe had a taste last season and are ready to do big things in their first full campaign. Who is your pick to have a real breakout campaign for the Pirates here in uh, 2017? 
Yeah, I don't know if this is necessarily adhering to the rules of the question, but I'm going to say Gregory Polanco. <laughs> uh, same guy we said last year, probably. Probably. You know, and he, he did break out for about three or four months. You know, he had a great start and then kind of faded down the stretch. Uh, I think this could be the year if he's healthy. And again, this most recent bit of news is not a good indicator in that direction. If he's healthy, you know, he has just, you know, the sky is sort of the limit for him. He has all the talent in the world. We saw the bat play. I think he's going to surprise some people with his ability to play defense in left field this year. Uh, you know, and you could be talking about him alongside Marte and McCutcheon is, you know, the, that sort of third piece of a really, really, really impressive outfield. Yeah, that could be just a, a dynamic uh, dynamite outfield. Certainly has the uh, potential here in 2017. And uh, Adam, for the next topic, I think everybody and their mother knows the answer to this question. I'm going to ask it anyway. Who, who on this Pirates roster could have a bounce back 2017? Who could that possibly be? Well, there's this fellow who also plays in the outfield for the Pirates. Goes by the name of Andrew McCutcheon. Really, you may have heard he had a little bit of a disappointing season last year. Uh, you know, after a pretty impressive career, uh, and he's pretty determined to bounce back. So that'll be my guy. Uh, I actually think Garrett Cole might be more of a surefire pick to bounce back from where he was last year, just Good because point. his troubles were so directly related to injuries, uh, and he's been healthy this spring. That I think. You know, he could just completely return to that 2015 form, and I really wouldn't blink and, you know, bat an eye at it. Whereas McCutcheon, you know, just the fact that we don't have a reason for what went wrong in 16 makes it hard to just say objectively, like, okay, he's going to be back to being himself in 17. So uh, I would still bet on the person and bet on the player and Andrew McCutcheon, but, uh, you know, definitely don't forget about Garrett Cole in that regard. Yeah, excellent point. And if the Pirates can get the 2015 Cole and the 2013 McCutcheon, the year he won the MVP, then. <laughs> Look out, baseball. It could be uh, the resurgence of the Pirates here in uh, 2017 after missing the playoffs last year. Uh, and on the other side of that coin, uh, who is a guy that maybe overachieved a little bit last year and could possibly regress here in 2017? Yeah, I, I don't have, I don't say this with a ton of conviction because, I, you know, again, I mentioned I've been really impressed with what he's done this spring, and I think some of the changes were for real. But I think Yvonne Nova has a chance to maybe take a step back. I don't know if he's going to be a three ERA guy pitching – you know, complete games, uh, you know, every fifth time out. Uh, it just seems like a lot to ask of a guy given his career track record. So I will say he has the potential to maybe uh, take a step back in 2017. I still think he's going to be more or less what they need, which is a durable sort of mid-rotation starter. I just don't know if he's going to pitch like kind of the top of the rotation arm that he, you know, was for two months last year. Well, you know what? I said the same thing about Jay Happ after his sort of <laughs> turnaround with the Pirates, and look what he did last year for Toronto. So, yeah. who knows? You know, <laughs> Nova very well could be Happ 2.0 in that regard, too. That's why they play the games. Uh, Jay Happ won 20 games last year. Uh, he certainly carried over what he did in his uh, brief cameo as a Pittsburgh Pirate. We'll see if Ivan Nova has a similar kind of leap uh, here this coming season. Adam, to wrap up, it's our final podcast uh, before opening day. So, from opening days past – what is uh, your favorite memory personally? I'm actually going to pick a moment that's kind of close to me personally and close to all of us, I think, at MLB.com. Uh, it was last year at PNC Park. Uh, before the game, the Pirates did sort of their in-memoriam uh, tribute, and they included uh, our departed friend Tom Singer. And just to see his face on the scoreboard, uh, you know, kind of know that he was watching over the whole season, watching over the team, uh, I think was a pretty special moment for everybody in the ballpark, uh, and especially everybody in the press box. I think that shows, uh, you know, some of the, uh, you know, the emotional side of the game, you know, the fact that everybody's connected to it, you know, the way that we can all kind of pour into it uh, and just a reminder of, you know, what baseball means to people and what people mean to baseball. So that really stood out to me last season before the first game of the year at home. 
uh, PNC Park was, you know, a chance to remember and, you know, respect our friend Tom Singer. Yeah, I could not have said it better myself. Uh, well put, Adam. And I always told people that uh, I could listen to Tom Singer read the phone book. Um, he had just a, an amazing, uh, just such a distinct voice. He was a, a wonderful, wonderful man, a tremendous reporter, and he is uh, certainly a sorely miss. So uh, that, that is a wonderful memory to share, and we thank you for that, Adam. And uh, right now we're going to end the podcast on a bit of a different note as uh, you and the other team reporters had a chance to sit down with your team's respective manager. You, of course, had the chance to uh, sit down with Clint Hurdle as you discuss the upcoming 2017 season for the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is Adam Berry, the Pirates beat reporter for MLB.com. I'm here with Pirates manager Clint Hurdle. Uh, just shortly before opening day, Clint wanted to get your impressions of this year's team uh, coming off of three straight postseason appearances, a losing season last year. Still a lot of faith in the clubhouse that this year's team could be something special. What's your impression of the group that starts for Why wouldn't there be a lot of faith in the clubhouse? We've had a good spring. We've had an energetic spring. We've had a competitive spring and a very hardworking spring. So uh, I think we're, we're pretty solid at honest self-evaluation, and we realized that uh, there was work to be done over the winter in every aspect, uh, from Neil's desk, from my desk, coach's desk, and then the, and the players, their, their opportunity to go out and play and improve in the areas that we focused over the winter. Uh, the challenges to meet in spring training, base running, finding the, the back end of the rotation, adding to the bullpen, creating another powerful bench. So those things are all in play right now. Love the attitude, love the effort and the energy this spring. It's no secret that Andrew McCutcheon had a disappointing year by his standards last season. You haven't seen a ton of him this year. He's been away playing for a Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, what do you like about what you have seen from him this spring and his ability to bounce back? There's a lot of value that can be added with the experience in the WBC. I think everybody picks at it from a, from a different side. My my focus is already, I've had a conversation, a debrief with Josh. I've not had one with Andrew. Uh, first time I saw him was this morning. But in a quick exchange with him, he said, I've got a lot. i got a lot out of it. Uh, he's hungry. He's committed as he always is. He's on a mission. Um, we worked through the challenges with the realignment over the winter. He was the linchpin. Uh, the guy, we wouldn't even be having this conversation if we didn't have an elite defender in Starling Marte to put in center field. Wouldn't be, be a conversation. Andrew acknowledges that. Andrew was wondering what Marte and Polanco thought, and Polanco and Marte would want to make sure Andrew was okay. So I love the respect they all have for each other personally and professionally. And then I share with Andrew about this isn't about him not being able to play center field. This is us putting our best defensive skill sets in the proper spots moving forward. There's been talk for two years about these three potentially being the best defense of outfield in the game. I think this gives them the opportunity to be that. We haven't gotten there as they were structured the last two years. And with Andrew in center, with Blanco in right, and with Starling in left now, I think it's real. It could play out. There's going to be less wear and tear on Andrew as the season moves on as well. Uh, I believe that's going to help the battle in the box, going to help the battle on the bases. And there's going to be games where he's still going to be able to transition, I believe, back to center field in Marquez's absence, whether it be a day off, whether it be a, a ding-up injury. Um, I'm looking forward to watching him play and having, having a really solid bounce back. Another guy who was challenged last year, Garrett Cole, by injuries. He seemed really impressive this spring. What have you seen out of him? Very athletic on the mound, very focused. Um, appreciative of the health. I think that's one thing that I love watching players when they go through the perseverance, the challenge, the rehab, and then what they really, the different walk they could have. And I've seen it many times, a different walk once they're healthy again. 
uh, after having to struggle. The season is going to take you places when you can maintain your health, maintain your ability to go out and compete and not have to be unplugged or on the DL. It's huge in Garrett's case, a healthy offseason. Not so much a rehabilitative offseason, but a healthy offseason to get stronger, to be ready to come in. Love the stuff that's coming out of the, out of the arm. I also love the way he's he's integrated and pushed in and poured into all his teammates as well. Um, been fun to watch. There's some uncertainty right now with Jung Ho gone. Neil has said he's unrealistic for opening day at the very least. Uh, how do you feel about your depth behind him with David Freeze and some of your other infielders? I love our depth. Uh, we created we created depth number one. We're going to get the opportunity to utilize it coming out of the shoot. Uh, whether it's Harrison that moves over there, whether it's Frazier, Gosselin, they've all had reps. Osuna's taken balls on every field but a game field at third. We'll see how he plays out if he even makes the club. Um, Jaso has played third. You saw it, nine innings, no balls, no and one foul ball. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. But we've created guys to put themselves in position to help David uh, in the case that it's an extended time where he's got to play to keep him fresh as well. So like where we're at, like the way the men have poured in, and we've always had a really solid next man up mentality here. Last thing you mentioned, the back of the rotation competition. What have you seen from some of those young arms in camp? Uh, they made their major league debuts last year, maybe a little bit more experience uh, coming into the spring. More experience for everybody. I mean, we had 12 men make their major league debut last year, 10 were in camp to start out with. Uh, we've got a chance for you know a few more this season. That clubhouse has been piratized. We've got more guys that have come up through that clubhouse and have been through our development system, which I appreciate and am so grateful for. It's making us a closer-knit closer, closer -knit team here. Um, I love what I'm seeing. I mean, Edgar Santana had a very impressive strength. Diaz, Elias Diaz had a very impressive strength. So behind the plate with another potential bullpen arm and then some of the other guys um, that were up here, some of the starters, whether it was Epper, whether it was Holmes, fun to watch. Uh, big, strong men moving that ball downhill. As I had a manager a long time, he said, they can throw it in the grass or bend on the way to home plate. That's fine. MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details.